Hello, and welcome to Scuttlebutt, the war movie review podcast. We're happy to have you with us as we take a look at films from the dawn of cinema to today. We aim to provide a raw and unapologetic review of each film's cinematography, historical accuracy, and delivery. In the process of analysis, certain details will be revealed. These spoilers are only divulged to ensure a fair assessment of each film. We head into the wilderness of the Adirondacks this week with Michael Mann's 1992 French and Indian War epic, The Last of the Mohicans. As always, we're joined by Michael A. Hello. Nate. What's up? Myself, Mike B., and Brian could not be with us this week, but it's all good. We're going to take the helm and get through it. Yeah. Yup. All right, Try cool. I got it. it. I think I nailed Sit. it. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, who wants to lead off then? So, as Brian would say, so guys, what'd you what think? You, what'd you think? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, um, what'd I think? Uh, not much. Um, not, oh, how dare you? <laughs> Do you love this movie, Daniel? Name? Daniel Day Lewis is a national treasure. Well, get, yeah, he must be protected, but like. <laughs> I don't say anything bad about Daniel Day-Lewis, man. No. So, yeah, Michael, no, no, just go give, ahead. give, give no, your go opening ahead. thoughts. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, I this is a this is obviously a romance movie uh, through and through. Um, I, uh, I'm not really into romance movies that much. Uh, I've seen some that I like and some, some romance-slash-war movies that I like. Um, I don't know. I was just... Uh, it's okay, I guess. Uh, it's just, <laughs> I don't know, just, you know, uh, just not really my thing. And uh, I just felt uh, like immediately, like when I saw Daniel Day Lewis with his, you know, slick back hair and everything, and then the uh, the the bombshell who he's obviously going to fall in love with, and they make eye contact. It's just like, oh yeah, they're they're <laughs> yeah. eye fucking each other right now. Yeah. And uh, let's just wait for that moment to happen. You know, they're, she's gonna, they're gonna, of course, have a little quarrel to begin with. But uh, we just know that they're gonna, you know, end up bumping uglies. So um, yeah, eh, eh, it was okay. <laughs> it's it's very 1992. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, some stuff yeah. in it that I was kind of like, man, this seems like almost a parody, like with the, the romance and all that stuff. And the I um, the the most interesting stuff to me was uh, the fort stuff. I thought that mm-hmm. was all like all that grand scale stuff. I thought was really cool. You know, seeing all of that play out i don't want to say that i'm into you know war porn necessarily but i was just like oh this is cool to see this sort of stuff um everything else it's like the first i don't know like 20 30 minutes i was kind of like what is this story about because i'd never seen this and i'm like who the fuck is the main character daniel day lewis shows up and then he goes away for a while and then he comes back and then i'm just like okay and then finally once they reach the fort i'm like okay now i get it this fucking romance and and uh, there's going to be this shit to where we have to get out of here and all this crap. But anyway, so yeah, initial thoughts. Eh, it's it's all right. It's all right. Um, so after yeah. breaking your heart, Nate, uh, what do you no, think of it? No, no, I mean, no, you're not breaking my heart. I, 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 uh, no, I mean, I, I, I had I used to watch this as a kid a lot on TV, um, and it has kind of like a near and dear place to my heart, but it does have its flaws in the terms of the story. I find the story almost insufferable at times. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, and it's just like, that's, and even as a kid, I was like, Oh, here comes the gooey love triangle skip. Cause right. all I cared about was the fort and like the running gun and the whole scenes at the end and all that kind of stuff. So like it, 
it's not a bad movie in the sense of you can see the effort in everything again um, to do a callback of Master and Commander, uh, the devil's in the details, and it shows in this movie, at least I, at least to me. Now, I'm not an expert in this period of history. There might be some glaring thing like, you know, if, if you know, guys are wearing Korean uniforms in a World War II movie, and I just don't see it because I'm not a Rev War guy, or sorry, a French Indian War guy. Um, but to me and my untrained eye, I think it really is really well done. Um, I love the props. I love the setups. I love the locations. Um, the fort is really cool. I know they built that, uh, which is really cool just by itself. The you know the 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 cannons, the mortars. That's impressive. And the grand scale. I mean, we're we're talking about early '90s here, where you know the big budget movies were a thing. You know how many? Uh, there's a big trend in the early '90s of massive budget films. Um, Mikey, we were talking about this, I think, last time we were talking about stuff. Remember mm-hmm. I mentioned Cutthroat Island, how it, it completely bankrupt the, the oh, company yeah. that yeah, did and Rambo like and everything. Just like, yeah, yeah, massive budgets, yeah. Yeah, like, like it's that same kind of, before the two biggest flops in the history, I think, of budget-wise, Tank 2 Studios, that was the, that was the norm of doing that. Um, was to do these grandioso budget-like movies and then hope to God that it flopped. It flopped. The return was worth it. And um, it is very interesting to see this movie because I feel like it has that middle in between where some of it's very grand and some mm-hmm. of it's kind of toned back. And um, I'll have to take a I'm going to look here real quick. I, I forgot to look up the budget. Um, I, I asked Jamie last because I, I watched it with her and I said, this movie does like, it just feels like, the budget must have been through the roof, and she said she looked it up. It was forty million. Yeah, yeah. I just look. I just saw when you were tight when you said that. Yeah, like that, and that blows me away because I think where they really do a really good job is extras. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, uh, like I say, the grand scale stuff, like the fort and all that, is fucking great. It was like, oh shit, this is a it's a, it's a different movie, you know? Yeah, the ambush scene's my favorite. I did, dude. I love that. That was the one shot of the movie where I was like, really, yeah. like, isn't that just, like, isn't I, j- yeah. just to talk about that? Isn't like holding that shot and letting it play out mm-hmm. the one where you just see one muzzle poof and then another muzzle poof and then it gets yep. more chaotic and you just keep hearing you know hollering and hooking and then it's just left and right side and they just clash and they hold that shot. I wish it went a little longer, um, but dude, it's like. I'm sure, the, like, I'm sure there's like a director's cut that has it longer, but it it was oh love oh yeah no that that was the one shot of the movie where I was like oh shit like that was really well done yeah and I love um um you know if we went uh, I, I I we're waiting for Mike to get back he had to go to the bathroom um I really like um the actors in this full heartedly as well like again this film I think the props the everything with it that I mentioned before are really good. And mm-hmm. the actors are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Daniel Day-Lewis doing a passionate romance speech and making it actually sound good, where on paper, I think I would rather vomit in my own bowl of food because <laughs> that's just total horseshit. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the actors do well. Even the, the B-grade actors do really well. And um, I really like um, – I think this is one of his first um, – movie i think this is one of his first films but uh the guy who plays magua oh yeah um, i've seen him in a, in a number i can't of remember his name uh 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 wes duty okay i think 
I think that's his name, Wes Studi. Yeah. Um, he does a phenomenal job, I feel like, as Magua, and I, I like I like that. And I think it was one of his first movies, but uh, you know, the unarmed combat even is really good. And again, I, I think that's where that comes from having the right professionals, the right historians, the right people into it. But the story is just. I, was yeah. very, I, don't, I, very, I don't know if very... it's just aged. I don't know if it's just aged, but it's just so just. Yeah. yeah it well, here's the thing: is it's a typical the, the love story. triangle. Tw- if you if you took the love the romance out of it, I think I would enjoy it. But the movie would be half the length it is. You know. Right. It's but, you know, but it's like at that point, it's like you got to get people. You get couples to go in there and be like, "Oh yeah, I like action. I like I like this. I like that." And then also right. I like romance. You know, it's like, fuck at that at that point in time. You know, just uh, to, before before we launch into your side, Mike, since you're back now, I I do want to um, uh, I do want to say like the director's whole like what he says in interviews and stuff like that is that he said he was trying to make a movie. That made it so that people would care about these characters in the setting in a in a today in a today world, meaning like he was trying to bring, I think, a story to the century that he was trying to pitch it in. Right, and you can tell because I think it's ninety two. What's famous in ninety two are these corny kind of romance esque escapades, and I think that. To me, that's what it feels like. Maybe that wasn't his intent. I don't think that was his intention. No, I, but that's I, I know exactly what you're as. saying. It's yeah. because, it, you know, if you're trying to portray history, right, and what actually happened, without technology like modern technology that we had in the 90s as well, um, it's it, it seems very boring and very kind of, uh, uh, what the hell is the word I'm looking for? Like, it's it's... Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll think of it, you know, at 3 a.m. when I wake up and I'm like, oh, that's the word I was looking for. But like, right. it's very boring and it's very just not interesting, right? That's why history has, for a long time, just been like, everybody goes, oh, God, I got to go to history class or I have to learn about this, you know, because it's boring, right? Because it's not relatable because it's a different time period. People talk differently, which we'll talk about in a second, but like, they tried to translate it, like you saying that, like, yes, they tried to translate it to the, way that like people in 1992 would be able to relate to now that is how i've learned that if you can teach history in a way if you can get people to relate to people because they think oh that was so long ago they were so different you know whatever it's like not really but so that part i respect it i understand it Mm -hmm. i get it but um again i don't know how accurate it was because Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, anything you can, that I've ever seen of of, of Indian boats, um, like Native American boats, in in terms of that, it's like I don't remember them being painted like that. That that felt very Western. Well, th- those were, like, I guess, West. they were trying to do like war boats or some shit. Yeah, like, you know, I don't. Paint. Again, I don't know the history enough to comment on it. I, yeah, me either. Me, but it's me, like me being on the East Coast. It's it's dugout canoe boats for the most part for Native Americans within my Maryland area. Right, and, like, same here is, like, so the voyageurs, like, you know, came down and settled the area that I live in, right? And they were rolling in big canoes, mm. big birch bark canoes, right? They were constructed from that, which I think they were in this film, right? Birch bark, yeah. it looked like it, you know? Yeah, I, yeah. Because I, yeah, that's, I that's how they would build these things, and they would build them. They were really tough. Mm-hmm. Those things were awesome, and they were also very uh, buoyant, and they would 
they're just good. That's why they use birch bark to make these vessels. But like the, the, the spoken language. So from what I understand of like uh, looking at just voyageur history, which is Midwest, but like it's the similar time period, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, the 17th century um, slash 18th. It's like the natives, I call them natives. What I mean is Mesoamericans because we're, we're all Native Americans. We were born here, right? If mm-hmm. you want to get technical. Right. But so when I say Native Americans, I mean like the people that were here before the Europeans came here and all that shit. I just want to be very clear on that because it's like, yes, it's that, 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 that phrase just got, it's fucky for me. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. no native means one thing. Mezzo means you got here before everything mm-hmm. or you were there before everything happened. So when I say native Americans, that's what I mean. Anyway, I just want to put, point that out because mm-hmm. I'm going to say native cause it's easier cause it's just the lingo we grew up on. So the natives, from what I understand at that time, they would have thick accents when they were speaking French or Brit- uh, English, right? Mm-hmm. In this film, I think it was completely, like, they had a slight accent, but it's like, no. They were training. Like, that's the thing is, like, these three guys, uh, Dan- Daniel Day-Lewis and uh, his dad, or his adoptive dad, and then his brother, were fur traders. They would go and trap, and they would they would get, you know, all that shit, and they would trade with the British and the French, Okay. Very common at that time period, especially in that area. Now, would they be completely fluent and, you know, speaking a perfect accent in English? Probably not. Even Danny Day Lewis, because like it says, like I, I do like that character. That's really cool because he was, he was, you know, um, his family got killed when he was like one or two years old, and then he was adopted by this, this um, chief, and then raised in that. So that's all he knows, right? He would he'd be speaking that language fluently, right? Okay, he's white, he's 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 a European, but like when they showed that like he just speaks fluent English, it's like really do you? Yeah, he just has like an American accent. It seems. Well, yeah, with a slight like the 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 stereotypical twang of like a native speaker or a Native American speaker played by a British guy. Right. Well, there you go. <laughs> Dan Day Lewis, I will say I love him. I think him. he's British. I think I don't remember. Yeah, he I think he is. And he is one of the most talented actors that's ever fucking existed. So, it's not a, it's not a dig against him. It's a dig against the um advising and directing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, dude, he should have been he should have been talking just like the guys that were all natives like, you know, whatever the Mohicans, the uh the 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 uh, Hurons. Like, that's how he should have been speaking. The, at at the time, though, there is there is a lot of pushback at that current era of cinema where uh, white representation of Native Americans was starting to kind of hit. Like you had um, this, my I think this was in '98, but you had like Pierce Brosnan as like a white Native American mm-hmm. thing. It's almost the same thing like uh, um, like Daniel Day Lewis and this. But I, I I don't I never watched that movie. It's like a Gray Owl or some I don't know something like that. Yeah. Well, I know there was a lot of pushback with that, but but I, I I do agree with you historically. I think that should have happened. However, I don't think it bothers me with this. No, that, that's, that, that, yeah, it's yeah. fine. It's like because yeah. okay, I was going on a long tirade and a long rant. Uh, I guess to bring the point back across is like I understand why it was done. 
Okay. Mm. I get it. And like, I've said this on a lot of films that like, I don't necessarily agree with the historical accuracy or inaccuracy. Right. But I understand why it's done to be more relative to modern audiences. And, and that's fine. Okay. So we'll do that. Like, I did like the part at the end where um, the uh, Huron chief does not speak. Um, oh, I forgot the word, like the their tribe, uh, the Mohican, but like they, they whatever. Starts with a Y, uh, but he doesn't speak their language. They don't speak, but they they they, they both speak French. Like the, uh, yeah. the British officer, the captain speaks French, and then they're like going back and forth doing that. And he's actually he's actually being interpreted the way it's supposed to be done which is really good. Like as they're talking, he's listening and saying it as you know, like in a lot of films are like, blah, blah, blah. And they, they turn and look to him and they go, he says this, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. An actual good interpreter from any time period in history will talk as the person is talking. So it seems as if they're talking to you. Yeah. And no, then, I, I, then I, and I, and they do ADR really well in the sense of over superimposing it over. Yes, the, the yes, stuff like that, yeah. that was really good. I thought that was really good, and like you know, it's back and forth and whatever you know all that shit like from English to French and you know the hero language to French, but like um, so the uh, the officer the captain like did a really good job at that, okay, and like whoever wrote that in in there and like advised that did a really good job because that's literally how interpreters are supposed to act. Yeah. And a lot of movies get that wrong. I think they got that completely fucking right. And it was really good to see. Have you seen, um, uh, Mikey, do you, you, you sound like you had something you wanted to chime in on. Um, before I moved the subject, I was going to go into something else, but I know. I remember you were talking about something. No, I, um, if, if it's important, it'll come back to me. Okay. There, um, I got it. I got it. Yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The, the, it's funny going into this, like I said, I had never seen it. I had never uh, really done it. I didn't know what it was about. And uh, to begin with, when it started, I'm like, is Daniel Day Lewis supposed to be Native American? I wasn't sure if they were doing like the Mm -hmm. 1950s Western type thing where they have some white guy playing a, you know, native. Right, um, yeah. So when I found out, I was like, oh, thank God. When I found out that, you know, he wasn't. <laughs> right. Like, thank God. But I, and to tell you the truth, at first, I mean, he has like dark hair and shit. I was like, are they trying to do that? I don't know. Right. But I'm glad that they they didn't. No, but it's good that they explained it. And like, it's, it's very common. I know, because like that happened through the late 19th century. Yeah, I wonder, I, I actually, because, cause, and that's the other cool thing is that for the most part, a lot of the extras are actually, they, they for the most part, look real Native American, like everything, which is really But not, cool. not overdone. That's a, that's no. a really good thing. It's like, they, they... Not stereotyped. How about that? No, that's, it's not stereotyped. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. okay, so the Huron tribe, <laughs> there's a fucking Great Lake named after them. They were a fucking force to be reckoned with, right? And, um... Yeah, and also the the you know the Mohawks, right? They weren't like the stereotypical like modern day '90s bullshit that like happened. It was like that's the hairstyle that they wore because it was it was practical, mm-hmm. and it was also a sign of like um, you can grow your hair out, and it's in a lot of Native American tribes. What I what I've noticed is like you grow your hair out as long as possible. And if you fuck up or if something like, you know, bad happens, it gets cut off to a certain length. 
And so, yeah, they're going to they're gonna keep that, you know, whatever. And, again, there's going to be people in the comments that are like, no, it's this and this. But it's like, again, there was thousands of tribes. But, like, yeah, that's what I've learned um, from my Native American friends and everything and, like, you know, people that know this shit. So it, it, it's very specific. But, like, um, they, they didn't look overdone at all because they weren't, you know, like, completely covered in paint. They had paint on. They had war paint on. When it was the war, t- when it was the ambush scene, they were completely head to toe docked up, which I thought was really cool. Um, yeah. and, but the but you also but you also see them with Western clothing on. You know, well, with, with yeah, they've been trading. Kind of they've been right, trading. Right. Yeah, and they, which is they, ha- they really have cool. they have fucking muskets. You know, it's yep. like yep, it's and and they were really good at them because they 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 became very proficient with them. So yeah, Le- leading into that, then what did you guys think of the all the unarmed all the armed combat with tomahawks and and the whole like you know fighting back to back when it wasn't a musket what'd you guys think of that did anything kind of stand i know some of it was kind of slow slow core um so i did notice some slow um choreography but nothing really stood out to me and but i liked the, the way they did it because it seemed very traditional and or more form to the way you would fight a sword versus like a tomahawk yes you know? and so the and then i'll let you talk mike i'm sorry i'm i'm, I'm fucking yeah. like just ranting but like um so slow choreography is actually realistic Mm -hmm. because when you're doing when you're doing a fight like that well well there's slow choreography and then there's then there's someone forgets a cadence and there's that kind of slow choreography yeah but in a fight that's what i that's what i meant but in a fight like you're not always like yeah you have muscle memory you have your training and all that shit but it doesn't always it doesn't always work out like that, and that's I, why I mean, I, I no, 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 I know. I, I, I'm just, I'm just saying, like in terms of like stuntman to actor, I saw some missteps and some slow choreography in that sense. But that's I don't, realistic, but, but, in my opinion. I, no, no, I know, yeah. I, and yep. I agree. I'm just when you, when you, when you constantly look at this stuff, mm-hmm. you tend to see when there's an actual accident and when mm-hmm. there's natural slow motion like natural slow movements and 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 missing marks or hitting marks slower than anticipated that you can tell when someone makes a mistake that's all i was seeing i was seeing a little bit of that but not a lot well that's the thing is like really quick i'll just say this and then micah can go um actual combat is not choreographed and so i think i think the more the more (laughs) no no no, but i know know it's a stupid (laughs) statement but like it's actually very true like most people don't like kids don't get this it's not choreographed. And so the more fuck-ups you have in combat on a film, I think the better. That's my opinion. Because it's like, it doesn't always go as planned. And I think I know I think I think know what you're talking about. We'll talk about that in a second after Michael goes. But, like, um, I did not have a problem with that. So. The, the, well, the only thing when I say about, like, missing steps, meaning, like, if someone's going for a downswing and someone forgot to block... But then they go to block, and the guy who's swinging down the X stops half a second and then goes. That's what I mean. Well, yeah, more but of, here's more the thing. Of like in, real life, in real life, the guy would anticipate the guy to block, and he goes, oh. Because, again, that's, that's, p- that's, part of the, that's part of the actual combat is like, okay, well, I'm going to do this to get him to block, and he's not, and so now I have to adjust, you know? In a perfect world, like right, right, yeah. Which nothing. No, no, is, I, like, I, no, I, I get your point. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like the more yeah. fucked up, the more fucked up hand to hand shit is, especially this time period. The more I like it because it's like, yes, it's not all just fucking fluid, and everything works out all the time. And you guys are, you know, great fucking uh, combatants at different skills, and whatever. But like, it's like, yeah, I, I actually 
don't have a problem with that. I actually like that. So, okay. all right, Michael. Uh, in terms of the the like the hand to hand fighting, um, I thought it all seemed pretty neat. Like when the uh, the very first ambush scene happened, uh, that was pretty intense. Um, I I don't know. Like one thing, kind of an issue I had was like when Daniel Day Lewis and his his uh, his father and stepbrother show up. It's just kind of like they could just easily take them all out, you know. And um, because they're the main characters of the movie, um, but. Uh, and there was there were some things where it's like it almost seems like this some some parts of it should maybe be more brutal than others. I don't know. Um, this might just be a personal thing, but like there's a part where um, his his stepfather or you know the, the father who adopted him throws That's like the father, yeah. yeah this uh, melee weapon. Yeah. It's like a giant tomahawk, um, and it hits a guy in the back, and he, uh, and he like face plants, and it's like wouldn't he have to like I mean would that immediately kill that guy? I don't. I think yeah, have to, it, it would. He be he be immobile. Okay. Um, if you hit that, uh, that's definitely possible. Like, cause I, I've thrown tomahawks and knives mm-hmm. and, uh, I see that like when you're very trained on that, mm-hmm. if you hit somebody in the spine mm-hmm. and it cracks through their fucking, um, um, vertebrae mm-hmm. and hits the spinal cord, you're paralyzed. You're right. done. And that, it's a matter that of thing, like how much is paralyzed, but like it's, yeah. you, you're not fighting anymore. That, right. that thing also had like a wicked point to it, and if you've yep. done it enough, you can do. It. I can't remember what that's called, but that is a real. That is a completely real, hundred percent real melee weapon. Well, and he was doing time. double hand too. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it was like um, so that, that thing's heavy as fuck. Mm-hmm. So when it, it hits your spine, he knows the distance. He's been training with it his whole life. When that hits your spine, it's literally cracking your spine in half mm-hmm. and going into the fucking spinal cord, which obviously controls your motor functions. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. How did you watch this, Mike A? I watched it on Amazon Prime. Okay. I watched it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It was free. Um, when I watched it, um, I didn't think anything was cut short, although I had forgotten why. I was like, why is this a little shorter or whatever, just in my head. And then I was on my phone, and it auto-played. It auto-played to the Patriot. And I got yeah. three quarters of the way through it before I had to get up and do something else because I wanted to keep watching. But that was heavily edited for TV. That oh, was free. That's that's free on YouTube. So if we end up watching that, don't watch it on YouTube because it's heavily Patriot? edited. Yeah. Oh, it's chocolate. It's not. There's no blood. No. Yeah. No. 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 They kept the blood, but they they they're cutting scenes completely down. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah it's, the, the, it's, but I do remember what you're talking about, the chocolate spray instead yeah, of the Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that in a, se- yeah. in a bit. We'll get into that yeah. in a bit. But, like, so for this one, Michael, like, that, that's a good, it's a good fucking um, thing to notice. Yeah, yeah, because, I was, because yeah. I've seen, st- but I, one part where I was like, oh, shit, like, was the part where the guy, you see hit, you see one of the guys get scalped, and mm-hmm. uh, it's not like, it's not like this, like, long drawn yeah. thing. Yeah, no, it's really sh- fast. Yep. Yeah. Well, well that's the, it. The, re- the reason why I mentioned the editing thing for the Patriot was that, I wonder if I, I've seen extent. There is an extended version of this film, and I I think there's more brutality in that extended director's cut. I think. Okay. Um, but because I know that long action shot that we talked about, the ambush, that's a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Um, if I remember correctly, it, um, it, it was pretty long in the version I watched. Yeah, I'm not sure, but but yeah, I was just curious if maybe something had been edited, so that's why I asked. Because I then I was questioning whether or not I watched and like a like a TV oriented. Uh, Last of Mohicans because it faded randomly in the movie and then refaded back. Huh. So I wondered if I was watching like a TV cut, but <laughs> anyway, 
They left um, out the commercials. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, thankfully. The um well, and I mentioned all the other on combat because there was a um there's a behind the scenes featurette that I had found earlier today. Um where I was curious, I was like, you know, the one part of the movie where it always bothered me even as a kid was him hip firing double flintlocks. Right. <laughs> yeah, running um, with that, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, that's bullshit. But then when I started doing, um, I remember I, my memory called back to a behind the scenes of what I used to watch as a kid. Excuse me. Hold on. There we go. Um, and uh, <laughs> and uh, it was it was a like a, one of their uh, advisors doing it for real and actually hitting the mark with hit fire. Yeah. So here's the thing. It's not impossible. No. You would have to which these guys would have had a lot of time to train. Um, it's. I really it's, like, sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, it's, it's just difficult. That's what I was going to say. Like, yeah. it's just difficult. Well, Not impossible at all though. No. Well, I think that's a lot of the thing about this movie is that everything's not impossible, but it's just difficult. Like running, reload, reload while running. Is they very actually difficult. showed that. No, no, no. I know that. Which, which is just, insane. Like, because no, no, really, no other film that I've seen when they're using a uh, muzzleloader, mm-hmm. they don't they don't run and do that at the same time. And no. in this film, they do, and it's like they do, and they had and they had a, an advisor that did it on mm-hmm. tape back in the '90s, and they took references from that, and then they had advisors there doing it to show them that they can actually do it. And then yeah. Daniel Day Lewis was training with that. He did a tons of training. Yep. And he had he I guess he was growing his hair. Either he grew his hair or he permanently wore like extensions, maybe mm-hmm. because there's footage of him looking like Luke Kang from fucking Mortal Kombat doing <laughs> unarmed training. He's got like this fucking headband and it's like all pushed back, so he's got like the Luke yeah. Kang hairstyle with this like bandana no, on. It's like it's... you get you get an actor of the caliber of Dan Day Lewis. Even back in the day, like that guy's, you know, it's like Ken Reeves, you know, for John Wick the series. Like mm-hmm. Dan Day Lewis is a very committed actor. He's one of the best, I think. I and drink your milkshake. I drink it up. I drink it up. <laughs> That's just anytime I see him, I just picture him with a mustache. That dude, there will be blood. Was so fucking boring, but so good. It was so boring when I watched it the first time, and now that I'm like yes. in my thirties, it's, it's really so good. And, and and a film film night. It's like super good. He's so fucking good. And then you know when he's uh, gangs in New York. That's one I've never seen. I've never seen oh, that one. You've never seen that? You've never no. seen Gangs in New York? Nope. You should watch the way I did the first time. I had to watch it on four VHS tapes. <laughs> oh, really? It's, <laughs> it's, it's a typical very... long ass Scorsese movie. Yeah. Well, dude, yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's like the first time I watched it was when we were going to um, Florida. We were driving on buses, like for the military to go do training in Florida from Wisconsin. Like, what the fuck? But I watched it. And, um, but that's, that's when I like, discovered Dan Day Lewis like, mm-hmm. as a young kid. And I'm like, that guy is really good at acting. And then, you know. Yeah, e- even if the story is absolutely trash to you, Michael, you should at least watch it for Daniel Day-Lewis. Okay, no, I mean, there's there's movies that, you know, they're, you watch them for the performances. Like, all of uh, yeah. Yeah, David yeah, Russell's it, films you, are like that. I think you would enjoy Gangs in New York. I, okay. I really do. And then you'll watch Cameron Diaz with an Irish accent and question all logic in life. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. I can't. And then Leo, Leo, you know. Uh, Leo's good. Leo's She's a car and liquor. Put herself out on the streets. <laughs> but anyway, um, so but Daniel Lewis like did a really good job, and um, so he learned how to run 
and reload a yep. musket. That's a very difficult to do. It's not impossible. Again, it's not impossible. Very difficult. But here's the thing is like the natives would have had muskets from like the mid 1600s. This is, this is, this is a hundred years later. Right. Mm -hmm. And so they would have been training on them as they were growing up. And like, here's how you reload. Even if you're, if you're going through the motions, not actually loading around, here's how you do it. And I think they have rifle. It's a flint. It's a, there's it's there's some board. rifles. There's a lot of them are muskets. Yeah. yeah okay. But like the uh, yeah. So some of them are rifles. That's where he's accurate, up to you know, like uh, about two hundred yards. Um, but like the the whole thing of like it doesn't matter if it's a rifle or a musket at that point. Running and reloading is a fucking bitch. But you can do it with enough training, and that's what like it's basically like the John Wick. Of the 17th, or I'm sorry, the 18th century. Right. Oh, I'm going to put dubstep music over Daniel Day-Lewis now. Do not do that. And just be like, Nate, Nate, don't fucking do that. I will fucking end the friendship. Don't do that. Don't do that. I really like the concept of also him running and picking up guys' guys' rifles. Yes. To keep the motion going. I really like that. Whether they're muskets or rifles, it's like, yeah, he knows how to use any of them that he picks up. He might not be able to reload, but he's got one shot mm -hmm. from them. And then he can just fucking ditch it, you know? And it's like, that was really cool to see that, like, in the combat scenes. Like, yes, he's got his, his I'm pretty sure it was a rifle, you're right. It's a, like, it's a, it's a Pennsylvania rifle. Pennsylvania long rifle, yep. Mm -hmm. And it's probably like a 36 caliber, which is very interesting. But like, I think um, it's 62, but I'm not The uh, sure. Pennsylvania ones were very... Usually very small calibers, because they were very fast. And very oh, they, oh, they might. Oh, they, oh wait, uh, they might be forty, somewhere around there. But like, yeah, something. It's, around it's there. not a musket ball. It's not a sixty-nine caliber. It's not like a fucking thing. It's like a, it's an actual rifle. And so, it's really cool to watch him. Like, he's got his rifle and he carries it with him, even in the river. You know, he's like, "This is my rifle. Like mm -hmm. this. You know, this is like my thing." I'm proficient as fuck with this thing. I'm not going to let it go. And yeah. And then, so in the combat scenes, like, yeah, we we're just talking about like the, uh, the tomahawks and the, what the fuck? Is, do you know the name of that? Um, kind of, it's not really a sword. It's just kind of a, well, it might be a considered a sword The the, um, really heavy, sharp club they were using. I actually have no idea what that is. You mean what the father was holding? No, there was um, some of the Hurons were holding it too. They were using that. So, are you talking about the the, the, the club that looks like a blade, the spike yes. in the middle? Okay, yes. I'll, I'll, give me a sec. I'll try to find it. Yeah, because here's the thing: is like during the uh, ambush of like the uh, the column. That's how it started. Is these guys came up running and they just bludgeoned these guys to death. And oh. It seems like. Oh well, there well there was well there was those clubs and there's also the ball club. The... No, I'm not talking about the ball club. I know what that is. Okay. What is that called? I can't remember what that's called. I don't know what it's called, but like I, I'm familiar with it. I don't know yeah. what the other ones are called or like, because I've never seen them before, to be honest with you. Um, <clears throat> but, I mean, they're very primitive weapons, but they're very effective. So, Mike, what did you think about the, uh, the melee shit? Um... You know, like I said, I think it was pretty well done. Some, like, like that that initial ambush scene, I thought was really good. 
Um, and like, I, I really like the big ambush scene quite a bit. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't know much about these kind of melee weapons and shit like that, but it all seemed pretty, you know, pretty good to me. That's, in my opinion, kind of when the movie, uh, the movie shined. I um, the opening hunt scene, um, I was kind of yeah. like, I was kind of like, eh, on that because like they're tracking a an uh, elk or something like that, and they're like mm -hmm. running through the running like t running towards it. It's like you can't track an animal that fast. Like, come on, you know. You actually and, can. Oh really? Yeah, you can. Okay, I don't know. It just seemed a little Absolutely. like, like unless you're in unless you're in like fucking snow. I just don't don't see that. Being the you, case. you can. It's it's a lot more difficult. But like mm. if you're if it if like part of your life and your existence is tracking animals like in dirt and shit and mm -hmm. like just knowing signs. Like I think one of the things is like so. Okay. They also had an advisor for tracking and stuff to have good knowledge. Yeah, that. because and they also you, took references from that. I remember listening to that in the behind the scenes. Yeah, you actually literally can track animals when there's no snow, and it's um, it's I'm not difficult. About, not talking about tracking, but like where they're they're like running, like just like through the wood, like running. Oh no! But here's the thing: is like so. What I was gonna say is like later on, you know how the the, the chick, um, what the hell is her name, Cora, right? Mm -hmm. She intentionally breaks a couple leaves, right? So that she'll know that they're they were there. Um, that's how you can tell because when animals run, they'll, they'll they'll follow a trail. Yes, they will, which is also an easy way to track them. But um, they'll break branches and it'll be fresh, mm -hmm. and it'll be like these little these little things that you see if you've been doing it your whole life. You'll see that and be like, okay, as we're running, yeah, okay, that branch is broken. We're on the we're on the fucking trail. Mm. So yeah, that definitely can be done, um, okay. and it it has been done many times. And then there's a lot of people nowadays that are like professional hunters that will they won't like sprint because they don't need the food mm -hmm. like they do. But like they'll 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 fucking you know they'll be hustling and like reading the signs. So yeah, that is actually um, in my opinion very accurate. Okay. So I found I found the original auction site for one of the prop replicas on the set for his war club. Um, but it is called a gunstock war club. Okay. Because if you look at the shape of it, and I'm yeah. going to send it here, it looks like a gunstock just pointed down with a blade where the gun insert or the rifle insert would go. Yeah. Which I didn't know until. Well, they, that's what it looked that. like to me. I just, I, again, yeah. I don't know what the fuck it is, but like, yeah, if you get hit by that thing, you're you're fucking done, dude. Yeah, they they call it a, a gunstock club, but I, I yeah I don't I'm, I'm there's a really cool uh, picture of like all the, all the clubs together in the movie. There's some really interesting things. I'm a sucker for like one of the throwing tomahawks, but that's just me. Dude, throwing axes and tomahawks, one or two handed, is very fun and satisfying once you get it down. Yeah, and very disheartening when you don't. Tell me how I know. No, it, 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 <laughs> dude. Here's the thing: is you just have to keep doing it, like, right? You have to develop. Oh, I did it. I did it until my father caught me throwing the hatchet into a tree. So yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but uh, my neighbor, like, we've got a we've got a <clears throat> a little bit of a range set up for like rifles, pistols, and we have a separate range that's attached, like, set up for throwing knives and tomahawks, and um, like machetes and shit like that. And once you actually get like the the uh, kind of feel of it down the rhythm. Mm -hmm. It's actually quite easy to hit something very accurately, very hard. Like when you have to go up to the wood and like 
you know, work it out. Right, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's very easy. And so that's why, like, when he, when he, he two-handed that tomahawk, that means, like, you're, you're putting a shitload of fucking force behind that thing. You could also be very accurate with it. And it's like, <laughs> hits his spine. Right. That guy's done. I did like I did like how he goes about methodically uh, incapacitating Magua through his his end combat. Uh, yeah, you know, you know, hitting oh, him. Dude, that, the... that was fucked up. Like he, yeah, he gets a compound fracture in the elbow. Just and then, <laughs> and then yeah. he smashes his collarbone. See those? Oh, little, yeah, those just, little yeah. glimpses of violence are what I like, rather than like you know gratuitous ones. So that's stuff. Exactly. Like, that's stuff yes. I liked in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, because it was it wasn't overdone. No. Yeah. He shattered his, his collarbone. You can see him as he's sitting there. Both the actor's them, yep. putting his he's putting his uh, call his shoulder lower to show it's been like you know fucked. And then yeah, the but like even 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 Magua like gutting his son on that rock. You don't see anything, but you hear everything. Yeah, yep. they were this close to having like they were this close to having like a really stupid dummy shot. And that when he went off the cliff, like it was about to get really stupid and then they he cut it. Sl- yeah. He slid and you can tell that's a dummy. And then yeah. Cut. Yeah. It's like, Oh, yeah, that yeah. probably looked so bad one second later. Well, they you did know? show yeah. the dummy falling through the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, it, it was, yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't retarded. Like that's the no, thing. No, no. It wasn't, it was, it was like, yeah. So this guy, he's dead. He's incapacitated. He's fucking done. And he's just sliding off. Cause like, I've seen a lot of, um, uh, like old waterfalls like that. They're, mm-hmm. That's what they are. Where they're very, they're very sloped and very smooth. Yeah, you start sliding on one of those fuckers. Good luck. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're You're going it's like off ice. That thing. It's like ice. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And um, so yeah, I mean the hand to hand shit. The combat in this film didn't actually bother me. Like it was actually. Because it wasn't overdone, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, it didn't it's bother like, me. It didn't bother me either. I also liked when they're doing the cannon, when they show the cannons, like, that shows them in, in between shots, like, throwing, like, wet, like, fur over it to cool it down because it's really cool hot. It down so the fuse yeah. doesn't light off early. Right. Yeah. yeah. I was that like, was, that really was a cool. good touch. Mm-hmm. Very good touch. And then they were like, yeah, they're going to bring up 15 centimeter mortars and they're just going to fucking rock the fort. Yeah, and yeah. they did. And yeah. it's like, you see the mortars going up, because you don't see mortars a lot. They existed for a long time, but, like, oh, yeah. you don't see them a lot in, um, like, Rev War films, Civil War films. You don't really see mortars a lot. And mm-hmm. these fucking things... And, and also, what was really cool is, like, they showed... They light the fuse on the ignition. Mm-hmm. They'd also light the fuse on the, on the, on the round. Yeah, yeah. So okay. it would go up, and it would have... Like, they, they timed it right, so it would have an arc, and it would blow up, and then it showed that... Yeah, it would go behind the fucking the the uh, ramparts, and mm-hmm. it would blow up and just. Oh yeah, and, and I'm guys. not I'm not a, a expert at all when it comes to like you know really old cannons and things mm-hmm. like that. But um, me either. Yeah. Sometimes, like I do, I don't know how exactly a lot of those old school uh, exploding iron balls, you know, worked exactly. I know there were ones that would explode, and then there were ones that would just smash into shit. So uh, yeah, so yeah, at this time it was just well, not just coming out, but like it was getting popular for like European militaries. Is like this is what I know. Again, I'm not an expert at all, mm-hmm. but like it, that had been around since like the 13th century. Mm-hmm. Is you would have a ball that had like um, explosives in it, mm-hmm. and you would have to, but it was tricky because you had to, like they showed in the film, like you'd have to light the ignition fuse. 
to like send it off and also at the same time light the fuse of the actual like uh, projectile. And, you know, it would fly in, it would be like, and they'd be like, oh, okay, it's a dud. And then it would explode. Right. Now, it would, it would, it would, it would, it would provide like fragments and shit. Like it would incapacitate people that were very nearby and it'd be very loud. But like it wasn't like the modern day artillery shells. But in this film, the mortars, like the uh, 15 centimeter fucking uh, mortar shells, like it's like, it's basically like a big ass like softball, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you light that fuse and you throw that thing into a fucking fort and it explodes, it's going to rain terror on everybody around it. Now, if it explodes above everybody, it's yeah. going to rain more terror because shit's like they showed in the film. Yeah, air burst. Which is really cool. Air burst, yeah. And it's like, that's when, because um, um, Shrapnel was a, a British officer. I forgot his first name. But he was, uh, the term Shrapnel comes from, well, he goes, okay, well, we've got this tactic that we use. Why don't we put like uh, ball bearings in the shell itself, in the casing, so when it explodes, you get more fragments and more shit to like fly out. Mm-hmm. And we'll do an air burst, which they showed in the film. Like you'd light the fuse and like sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't, like whatever. Um, sometimes they would they would have the fuse like confidently be lit from the ignition. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times that would burn the fuse completely and then you would get a premature ignition like five, ten feet out of the fucking muzzle. Mm. And so that's why they started lighting them like um separately. Hmm. You know, because it would, it would, yeah. Anyway, um, the, so the yeah, light, shred- the, they would light, they would like, and I know you guys said it, but they would light the inside, the the, the mortar shell first, because if Second. that, no, first, the not 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 the mortar itself, but the the shell, the the round. Yeah, I know, but like, it, um, yeah. well, they would light it. Well, a lot of times, if if they were really well trained, they would go for what we were just talking about is the air burst, and so they would light. They'd have they'd have two guys. For, again, not an expert, but like here's what I've read mm-hmm. from like pre 19th century shit with the cannons, is they would light the ignition as soon as that was lit. The guy would light the fucking um, the actual projectile, the, the the casing, right? Because it would go above everyone and explode instead of going in and then rolling around for a bit and then exploding. And that's where the, so, that's where that's where like the airburst technique came from, as far as I've read. Right. The what from what from from the navy doctrine of the same kind of weapons from mm-hmm. my from my my readings and my stuff again I'm I'm going to I'm going to say this in front of, like you said I'm not an expert in this I could be completely wrong but from my 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 knowledge of everything like that sense is that my thing was that they would they would know that how long they need to have the fuse to time yes. when they wanted to go but they would yep. they they would fire the first mortar they would fire the, the mortar, the shell round first, and then fire the mortar because if they just wanted to get it out, and if they were to get it out, because if you tried to light the the more the, the, the round that shoots it, it could and blow put the stick in front, you could yeah. So yes, so you, you light yes. the you light the round first, and then you light the cannon to get the fuck out of there. So if it's a dud or a short fuse or a long fuse or whatever, it's just out. It's gone. But here's the thing: is like that. Yeah. That's the same doctrine they did with the navy with grenade launchers and yeah. And like you just yards, said so. though, like if you light the round first and then the uh, primary ignition doesn't go off, you're you're done. Right. But it was a risk they were willing to take for, yeah, it, it was just fucking yeah. insane. Like, it was just a risk. I mean, Mortarman had huge-ass fucking balls either way. 
I mean, <laughs> well, and especially and and, and yeah. even the guys with the grenadier launchers, um, they, they they're in, so they're not really in this film. They're not really in the main cut. They're in the deleted scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a whole scene of the British having grenade launcher troops, like literally like a whole squad that just used grenades yep. to clear out some of the trenches. That's how they were preventing the French from digging in. But I think that scene got cut in the trenches only happened in World War One. It yeah. was a new concept. <laughs> um, but like the whole thing with the like with the grenadiers yeah. was, you would put the ball in, you would light, you would uh, light, light the, the ball, fuse, and then and then and then you sh- and then you'd prime, then you'd have everything mm-hmm. primed, you'd light the fuse on the ball, and then you fire. And if you had a dud, you would take the gun and you would chuck the gun or try to whip the projectile out because there were so there were loose ish fitting, and you could toss them out because like on a boat on a boat you would just be on the side of the boat, and if you had a dud ignition of launch, you would just chuck Throw it, it out ch- in the water. just you yep. would like. Um, chuck the projectile your gun and dump in the water but um but yeah like i assume it's the same thing but yeah it's that type of technology with mortar launching and grenades is just absolutely fucking insane and it's it's gotten so advanced nowadays like you know you can be precise with it but like yeah back then it was like a gamble soup and it's like your you excuse me um your unit sop is like well we're gonna do this first or we're gonna do that first and it's like fuck, and that's about all the extent of my knowledge on that. Yeah, same. The um, real quick, and I think we'll go to IMFTB because mm-hmm. I think this is a short one. Yep. Just for for us being us, <laughs> or normally I think I think Brian would have a few things to say about you know being so close to New York area, but unfortunately he's not here. But uh, um, uh, Mike A, was there anything that um? In the movie, cinematography-wise, other than ambush scene, that kind of screamed to you just to get all that out. Um, like I say, I thought, um, I, I thought like once the fort. St- I like how they introduce the fort a lot, where the that distant shot and you see just over the trees that glow. Yeah, you know, yeah. and all those oh, explosions yeah, yeah. and all that. Um, I thought that looked really good. I like the way the forest looks, where it's just this fucking, you know endless labyrinth uh, how, they, how those things all would have looked back then um almost post-apocalyptic with them coming over in the night right and, yeah 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 and and, um, and, the, and the and the deforestation around that area too yeah 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 and um i like a lot of that stuff um i i knew that their sex scene was going to be like under candlelight you know sort of thing dude <laughs> i had more spicy times when i was a teenager than that sex scene was right yeah i know i i, I like, thought it did was they just... actually fuck or were they just making out i don't like... know it it ended before i knew it began um, it ended right, with the sun like... it ended it ended with a sunrise lookout mike so of course they had sex <laughs> it's the 90s <laughs> But it, I mean, realistically, like, let's think about that. Did they actually <laughs> fuck, or are they just making out maybe, hardcore? I don't know. Maybe he blew it, like he didn't know what to do or something, and like she was. <laughs> you can just tell it's like, it's like you know, I'll, I'll, I'll harken back to a, a fucking uh, analogy that I've used before. Is like, you could just tell, like, even in the fort and the there, it's like. Yeah, you're just stirring a bowl of macaroni and cheese. <laughs> that's what it sounds like when she walks. Oh, God. Dude, that's what, <laughs> when when we, were, we were watching it, uh, Jamie said, like, you see that waterfall? That's the inside of her dress right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, yeah, you got that. And it's probably not oh. good. But, Nate, you all right, buddy? No. <laughs> good. Excellent. No. <laughs> but, yeah, and I mean, the, the, the whole, like, if you... Here's the thing is like, let's just talk about the, the storyline for a bit mm-hmm. before we go to IMFTB. Mm-hmm. Um, 
really, really stupid. Like it was like it was like Pearl Harbor, but like less egregious and shitty. Um, it's like if you're gonna have a love story, like at least show us tits. Let's be honest. Yeah, here. even Titanic did that. Um, right, and, right, uh, right. And, you know, and, and it's just. I mean, this, this the, the the quote unquote sex scene. Nobody knows what they did. <laughs> no one knows what happened. It was so lame, but it it dragged on forever. It's like, okay, you're making out. Okay, I get that. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, okay, whatever. And there's nothing. And like, oh, okay, grabbed your tit. Nice, yeah. cool. And then it's just like the sunset comes up. It's like, did you fuck her? It's like, come on, give me something to work with. You know. <laughs> God. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's like it's like, dude. I would love to watch these films that we watch that have love scenes in them. It's like, I would love to be able to just be like, oh, that's fucking cool. I'm going to go snap one off quick and then I'll finish this up. (laughs) But this one, I was just like, really? Had nothing. And I thought that her sister was way more attractive than she was. Uh, Yeah. Um, (laughs) The the redhead? She wasn't red. She was blonde. blonde. Okay, whatever. She's... Fucking Michael, get your fucking vision checked. You, you know what? It's not. It's like fucking. What do they call that? Uh, raspberry blonde or something? Strawberry. If you, you want to see a redhead, go see Cameron Diaz in Gangs in New York. <laughs> yeah, true. Ooh, yep. Yeah, can't imagine fake. That. Obviously, yeah, but, I can't uh, imagine that. Um, no, that was. Uh, but like I thought a, she was no, more. Like, I thought yeah. she was more attractive, even though, like, I don't know. It was well. Uh, she's also younger, so I, I really, I, I, re- I really think <laughs> that. <laughs> I really think that, you know, this is a byproduct of it being in the early 90s. It's kind of a trendsetter of those, like, dumb, romantic, big-budget films from the 90s. Like, But those, well, but dude, those, like have, been around, said, but like those have been around since the 80s. Yeah, no, but, but like, could, for this decade, I mean. Yeah, but if you call the romance yeah. shit out like you were saying, it's like you could have cut a half hour off and it would have been a great film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I would I would have thoroughly enjoyed... I mean, even if he, even if he like... Yeah. Dude, like, you could you 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 could have that you could have that that romance in there without being so egregious. You, you don't even need it. But anyway, Michael. No, but it, like if you needed a romance to give him, because the reason why there's a romance is to give him that 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 push to follow her all the way. Well, and it, and it's yeah. the the gray hairs, daughters, and all that shit. But uh, but you could have done it without the romance and the fucking like he he just been like I care about these chicks that. I don't want to see die and like, you know, I right, yeah. without the romance, you could have done that shit. But anyway, Michael, but no, it, I don't know. There, there were a number of them, like these kind of historical romance things. Uh, I mean, Daniel day Lewis, he was in another one a year later with age of innocence. So, you know, and then like Titanic, uh, I, Pearl Harbor is kind of like early two thousands, but, uh, yeah. still like that sort of thing. I mean, like the, where it's like we we take this historical thing and we attach this romance thing to it, uh, right? And know. it's not necessary. It's like if you want to spend five to ten, possibly fifteen minutes, like not consecutively, on this story, sure, okay, mm-hmm. that's fine. But it should not be the driving factor. And that here's the thing: is like this was a driving factor for this film. It's like that's why he's gonna go out and risk his life, and his brother's gonna die. You know, whenever it's like. Okay, so you're saying that you didn't have a plot that was good enough to just be on its own without a fucking shitty romance story? I mean, it must have been like, I mean, the because this is based on a book from way the hell long ago. I'm guessing sure. that that's like the heart of the 
book of Proverbs. I'm guessing that the historical shit is like really in the background when it comes to the original book. And sure. that's probably why it's this way. You know, I can't. Yeah. Right. I, I forgot to say that. It did, I don't think we said that this is like an original, like a 1930 something film, right? It was. Did we say that? Uh, it's based on a book from. Here, let me look it up. A book from yeah. 1826, and the movie is from 1936. Um, we should watch that. Oh my God. I'm sure that's, you know, Ugh. hilarious. Um, Davy Crockett. I bet it's going to be like that. <laughs> but. Uh, so yeah, I'm sure that's like a big part of the book. I'm sure it's, and I'm sure the book is probably like seven million pages long. So, uh, yeah. No, it's probably a stack for sure. But like, yeah, it's just the, the whole storyline was like, dude, you had an opportunity to like teach people the basic bitch level of the French and Indian War, mm-hmm. right? Which was, uh, I said we were going to talk about it earlier. We're going to talk about it now is was a huge reason why the American Revolution happened. Oh, 100%, Be- yeah. Because they saw okay, the Brits which, don't actually which they give hint, a shit which about they, us. which they hint at that like a poor fucking they do. prequel sequel. Yes, but it's like the Patriot it's oh, god. But like um, <laughs> that, that's what made me laugh is that it autoplayed to the Patriot. But no, here's the thing like, is like the, so 1757, <laughs> right? Is like not that long before 1776, right? It's like 15, 16, 17, 18 years. I'm not good at math. Um, but it's, it's not that long. So guys that were like in their early 20s or their late teens, they were fighting in the French and Indian Wars for the British, realized, okay, they actually don't give a fuck about us. And I learned how to fight working with the uh, Indian tribes or the Native, Native tribes. Um, okay. I'm just going to go out and farm. And like, so I do like that part about the Patriot of like, he has a background in that. Cause a lot of guys did a lot of generals, George Washington, not a good general or not a good, not a good officer. He wasn't a general at the point, not a good officer, but he still fought in that war. Mm-hmm. Okay. A lot of these guys either fought or like were directly involved in that war. Now, you know, a decade and a half later, we're questioning if the Brits actually give a shit about the colonists, you know? So it's like, that's, I did, I did like that. They actually alluded to that. And like, they show that the Brits were just, they're just brainwashed. They took over most of the known world at that time. They took over like three quarters of the fucking world, but they're still fucking idiots at the same time, which is cool to like see, but yeah, it's, They could have done, I think this film could have gone so much further in explaining more of what happened during that conflict. Mm -hmm. Cinematically and showcasing, though, I think, again, I think the sets, I think the locations, I think all that is really well done. And I know that's in that area. I know that's in that area for for sure. Yeah. Um, Do you remember that scene with that bridge? It was kind of like a yes. cinematic shot where yep. it's first introduction to Duncan, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that just that yeah. single that, arch. Yeah, yeah, that that bridge is a real bridge that was around during the French and Indian War. Well, it's a and great it's shot. There. It's still there. Yep, because yeah, they built it to last, but like it's maintained. Well. I believe so. I'm going to double check, but I'm pretty damn sure that's what it was. Yeah, because that that I was had read. Typical... I had read something about that. Yep, so, yeah. that looked great. I love that B roll or not? Well, it is B roll. There's nothing going on. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I loved that. 
Cinematically, like, again, this movie. Yeah, it. it rocks. It yeah. looks good. cinematically. It's shot very, very fucking well. Well, I, uh, Michael Mann, you know the director. He's usually, I mean, he's always. He usually brings it. He's really good with with uh, crime dramas. That's like his really good thing. Well, he, mm-hmm. he did Heat. He did Heat. He did Collateral. Oh, yeah. He did um, Manhunter. Is Collateral that one with Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx. It's a fucking right, yeah. underrated movie. It's great. Yeah, I've never seen it. I always wanted to watch it because it's on one of my. It's on one of my old war movie DVDs as a trailer, and I'm always reminded I need to watch right. that every time I watch he it. He did I don't uh, know what movie that is. He did The Insider. He did um, Public Enemies. So yeah, he's like he does like he's really good when it comes to crime. Um, history, I don't know. He did Ali, also the uh, the um, Will Smith uh, Ali biopic. Oh yeah, for Muhammad Ali. Yeah. yeah, which is in my opinion a big dumpster well, fire. Well, here's the thing: you can't win them all. Of course, you can't win them all. That's what I'm saying. Like he should like like yeah. his thing is crime, but like he does make shit look really nice in this movie, you know. So yeah, this this really yeah this movie like I have zero complaints about the actual like. Uh, the shots and how it was shot, the cinematography, the editing was really good too. Mm-hmm. The editing was good. The editing was good. The props were good. The stunts were good. The, the props were, were good. That's that's more or less my department, but like there was a lot of very rubbery bayonets. Oh and, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh I yeah. Mean, well, very, well, there ha- I mean, there has to when you have that. I mean, that's an. But I mean, I mean we're talking like literal flop, like a hot dog flop. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, like, what like, we- an, like, like an end of a porno. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. We finished. We're floppy here. The dick pills are not working anymore. Like, yeah, it's it's like you know. But it was like there was so, there were a couple scenes where I'm like, okay, fuck this, like, not good. But I mean that again. We've said this like films can be forgiven for minute details like mm-hmm. that, and it's because if, if, if everything uh, else outweighs like the minor fuck-ups we're good to go there are some things that movies you cannot replicate with rubber and uh one is bayonets the other is icicles <laughs> bayonets dude. yeah that's yeah, like well we have to right we you have, have to, to unfortunately but <laughs> yeah people can see it all right so we're on imfdb right now last of the and we're, we're both we're all gonna learn a lot yeah, we're yeah. together because we have no fucking idea last of the mohicans Hurry up. I have Waiting to record IMFDB, dude. Mm-hmm. Hurry up. We're at 300 Waiting subscribers now. They want to see this shit. I know. Waiting on you. No fucking big deal. Not a big deal at all. We're just fucking all waiting on you to fucking get your shit together. Not a big deal I, at all, I, Nate. I, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Stop. All right, let's roll. Stop. Let's roll. Let's roll. Pennsylvania. Yeah, so the Pennsylvania flintlock rifle. Yes. That is that's a, a big thing, distinction to make. Like this time is like rifles were very expensive because, and yeah, you're right, forty caliber, um, thirty six to forty was like the pretty standard thing because because like they had to actually rifle the barrel at that point was very expensive, very tedious to do. They could do it, and it's extremely accurate. Mm. Oh, you I was could, right. Okay, yeah, um, I was confusing the yacht. Is that the Jager? Uh, the Jaeger rifle, yeah. This is the Jaeger rifle. That's sixty-two caliber. I was misremembering. That's the yes. predecessor to that. Yes, so. and so that that di- yeah, different different rifle. But like most of the American um, rifles were in like smaller calibers because they would go really fast. They had velocity and they had accuracy, and yeah, that's really cool. 
brown bass, of course, that's always going to show up. Like, I, I really want to start... I really wish I could, like, go down that road of black powder firearms, but I'm so terrified of the rabbit hole I'll go down, yeah. and plus the fact Me that... Me too. Yeah, the, the fact that I'm left-handed also doesn't help, because I'll burn off all my eyebrows, so... Well, then shoot well, right-handed. Well, I, well, then I'm going to hit the side of the barn that I'm not aiming at, so... Figure it out, but <laughs> if you do it enough times, um, you can do it. Yeah. But no, you can you can shoot a footlock left-handed. You just gotta know how to do it. Yeah, burn yourself a few times, and then you'll 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 figure it out. And actually, if you if you if you do it right, um, you're not gonna burn your face at all. Mm-hmm. Just don't charge it. Don't overcharge the uh, the uh, flash the, pan. Yeah, and you you'll be fine. It's like because yeah. and if you do if you charge a flintlock. Um, musket or rifle correctly, mm-hmm. there's literally like a split second delay. It's not like the. It's right. I I know there's left handed vintage uh, made left handed firearms mainly for customers and hunters. Yep. Yeah, yep. I'm thinking about doing that route, but a lot but of those you are could, like building me kits. Dude, you so can you can like... shoot a fucking you can do these right handed or I'm sorry yeah. left handed. You can do them. They're not. They're not cheap though. Like it's a mis. It's a oh, it's misconception. Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. It's a misconception that you think like they're cheap because they're black powder. Fucking no, they are not. No. And that's the thing is like I'm actually gonna get. I want to get a Charville, which is what we're on right now. Um, mm-hmm. and then I also want to get a um, Enfield uh, P53. Oh, three, from three uh, Civil War stuff. Yep. Okay. And also the British colonies. Talk talk to Les if you ever want to do that because he knows no no yeah that, that. that's what I'm gonna do. But like that's eventually my goals. I actually had the mold for the uh, 58 caliber. I had the 577 mold, and so nice. I already have that the bullet mold and everything. So and yeah, you got the Charleville. Yep, um, trade muskets, trade guns. Lesser so I guess it's like encomp- I guess it's encompassing like all the random. So I'm, I'm just trying to see. read right now because yeah. again we're learning. I said we were going to learn. Um, make sure the colonists volunteers represent private purchase weapons of the civilians. The trade muskets were issued to Indians allied to the British Army as they were the 18th century equivalent of lend-lease. Okay. So yeah, they're lesser quality, but they still work. So it's basically like it's basically like giving somebody a Caltech. Yeah, <laughs> like they yeah. work. You'll be able to hit shit, but they're not super good quality. Right. So, yeah, a trade musket. I've yeah. heard that term before, a trade musket. So, yeah. It's just something like, you know, <clears throat> border with the, the natives and everything. And, like, yeah. Check out that guy's expression. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, militia, homesteaders, you know, Magua. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's that not Magua. Yeah, this. It no, it's not. It's the uh, it's that, the guy it's that Magua, right it's here. It's not because Magua wasn't wearing anything and he had paint but, on. But 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 that, Mike, that is West. They, they, they fucked it up. They fucked it up. Mike, <laughs> Mike, Mike. I can't see your face because my screens are covered by stuff I need. But if you're joking me, I'm gonna punch you so hard in the cock. Oh, he's got the earring. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it just didn't yeah. look like he looks so much weathered, like in the later scenes. Like, wait, yeah. wait, wait, were you for real? Were you fucking with me, or were you? No, just... I was for real. <laughs> oh my but... god, you were so face blind. Well, as Sophie says, 
I have no facial recognition. And then <laughs> once in a while, I, I like fucking nail it. And she's like, oh my God, you can do that? And I'm like, yeah, I know it's Oh my him. God, he can read. <laughs> okay, anyway, just fucking, yeah, whatever penis, just fucking go down. Flintlock pistol, all that narrows it down. Good job. <laughs> I love it when IMFDB does that. It'll just be like double-barreled so shotgun. What, what, what caliber? Yeah, what caliber did they say this was? It doesn't say. <laughs> they don't say because they don't um, fucking know. It just says Sparrow <laughs> Flintlock. This is like the high point of the time. Yeah. Nice. They work. They're big Ish. and bulky. <laughs> no, high points do actually work. I've never had a malfunction on my high point, to be honest with you. Oh, no, I meant I meant Flintlock pistols. They work. Oh, yeah. They, they, yeah. they kind of. Okay, so Flintlock grenade launcher. That's interesting. I didn't know those existed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they definitely did. That's what we were talking about earlier in, like... Yeah. Okay, so that's in a deleted scene? I think so, yeah. Because yeah. I don't remember that in that. And I know there's a scene of them clearing out the trenches with uh, grenade launchers. Yeah, that's, uh, it, they, they definitely were used. It's just a matter of... Yeah, because, like, look, these are the grenadier... Uh, yep, the hats. Uh, yeah. Hats. And I know that from... Um, oh, shit. Uh, hold fast. There we go. <laughs> well, that's that's why, like, today there's still the units that are called Grenadier Guards. Right, yeah. And so they're elite, and they're also Grenadiers. And so, yeah, it's fucking insane. Yeah, great, great, great IMFDB. Like, we knew so much about that. Like, okay, yeah. So guys are listening. Like, we've told you a million times throughout this whole thing. We don't know jack shit about details of this. We're critiquing the movie and, like, what we do know. And also complimenting the way that movie was shot. And the acting was the acting was really good all around. Yeah. I didn't I didn't see one actor that I was like, oh, it's fucking come on. It was it was all thing, really good acting. I I think the thing that we I think we I think the common the theme we keep hearing is just shitty story. Yeah, it's the script. Very shitty story. Yeah. Well, it, sh- uh, how about this? Shitty storing. Shitty story with too much romance. If it wasn't for that, I think it'd be an actually actually interesting. Yes. Story dynamic yeah. of everything Wasted going time. on. Wasted but time. It, but it's all driven around the fact that a fur trader has a hots for a the chicken daughter of grass. a general who's in yep. a blood vendetta with her on Mohawk. Yeah, Magua. bad guy. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, like, it's you could, like, nah. yeah. I mean, like that again. And I like this movie. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's not bad at all. It's, yeah. it's just yeah, like that. It, that kind of reminds that that syndrome right there. Kind of reminds me of the Revenant. Like, there's a lot of things in the Revenant that I like, but also I'm just like, I fuck. This story is stupid. Like this revenge plot and all this crap. Like it's it's kind of the same thing. It, it went way on too long, just like this one. Mm-hmm. The Revenant yeah. is a cinematographic porno. Yes, that is amazing and awesome, and I love that movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the story's like. It's like, like really like, a B, a B, yeah. you know, which I, I yeah. said when I, I saw it in the theater, I'm like, this movie would have been so much better if it was just about survival, if, if it cut out everything else. And, uh, yep. it's always like the, the most simplest thing is the answer, but Hollywood usually doesn't see that most simplest is the, did I say that Mike, you know, you, you know, English, better. I said simplest. I didn't say most simplest. You said, mo- you literally, you literally <laughs> said, you literally just fucking said most simple. Okay. Well, Fuck me. Thank you for correcting me. You're better me. than this, Michael. You're better than I know this. I, I am. That. I don't know why that slipped out. Simplest. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was the loud ass Dude, with the lisp. Jesus. I, I have. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I'm a fucking clown. Um, but like, no, it's. 
I, I am glad that once in a while I get to gig you on English. <laughs> once in a while. Once in and a you, while. You can do it to me. Yeah. yeah, once. No, it doesn't happen often, but like <laughs> when it does happen, I have to fucking I do it. I know you do. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> you do the same to me. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's reciprocal. We're all good. No, dude. Yeah. It's I, all good. It's, it's, it's appreciated. <laughs> but most simplest. That was good. I was like, I can't believe I, was I like, said that. Shit. He's just like, he's like thinking about three things at once right now and like not thinking about what he's saying. Yeah. Awesome. Good, gotcha. Good fucking night. You, you, you'll get me probably next week or the week after. So <laughs> I'm just going to relish in this until you fucking nail me to the cross. So sounds yeah. good. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, overall, it was like, you know, it's again. I just wish they would have cut that romance shit out of there. Mm-hmm. Like so, even 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 Pearl Harbor. Like hypothetically, right? Pearl Harbor without that shitty romance shit, it would have been bad. But it wouldn't have been like egregiously shitty, mm-hmm. right? Without that shit, I, I don't think it would have been shitty. Again, take take away the Colt forty fives that sound like M one Garands, and yeah, we're, we're good. <laughs> oh, I gotta watch this movie I, uh, again. I don't remember that. Uh, well, oh yeah! The, oh fuck! Are we lining something oh. up? <laughs> oh yeah! I only saw the movie once, we, and it was years and years ago. We should we should do that one. We should do a fucking uh, a rift, <laughs> like we did with um um. I think Pearl Harbor should be a fucking live commentary because it's not worth a fucking review. It's so long though, man. Jesus, <laughs> that's what she said. Then she died. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she did. Yeah, but anyway, uh, it, it's 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 really bad. But like again, but here's the thing: it's so long, just like this movie. I thought was way too long like you could have told the fucking story without i mean okay he's into the 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 fucking british officer's daughter okay big fucking deal don't act on it don't fucking make it like 30 minutes of this goddamn film okay you would have cut it down it would have been like okay a little bit more easy to tolerate what what do you what are you making that face for nate what's what do you mike were you like were you thinking Oh no! Sorry, I was belching with my mouth closed. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that that reverberating noise. Oh my That's god, the, yeah. dude! Dude, <laughs> you're a fucking amateur. I, I, you were talking. I'm not going to interrupt you. I know <laughs> that that distracted me more because I thought you were just going like Mike's talking. I thought you were going. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought too, and I was like, No. I was like, are you like? I was just, Mike, you're, you, dude, you're fucking this up. <laughs> losing it. You're losing. Dude, if you got to burp with your fucking, like, whatever, I burp, like, well, I just usually do it in the microphone, but, like, let's yeah. go. And then I like, cut it. <laughs> yeah, but, like, dude, if you're going to burp, put your fucking, fa- I'll, I'll just give you a little quick lesson. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. Turn your face away and just go. <laughs> That's it. I was, Don't just be like right in front le- of the fucking you were mic. Like, forward. You were leaning forward. You were leaning forward going. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. Mm. Oh my god, dude. I'm so embarrassed. Um, Pearl Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, it was not titillation. It was. It was. It was indigestion. No. <laughs> fucking crap. I had a nickel for every time I heard that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're going out the. F- fucking rails but no like hey we, we, we look look we've gone the, we've gone an hour and 15 minutes without like really? being distracted yeah holy shit yeah we're on a we've, fucking we've, roll tonight we've been we've done well tonight i was i wasn't you know no nonsense kind of guy you know that's what no, i okay. am yeah i think you we know, should no, do no, our... no 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 random outbursts of non non intellectual uh things to add on you know just the loud guy with a lisp here fuck stick the, the lisp <laughs> the lisp the, the, the maximum lisp Sorry, guys. 
Sorry, guys. I thought I was too late. I think I was going to doing stuff. <laughs> Sound like pusher. <laughs> I'm the pusher. I'm the pusher. Yeah. It put the phone behind me to give me balance. <laughs> All right. So, you know, overall, again, I think we've said everything we can say um, because we're just not knowledgeable. Very entertaining, but also it fell short in a lot of things, blah, blah, blah. So let's do our final scores. And uh, Nate, why don't you go first? Okay. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's, again, I mean, I think it, it – if this comes down to where I think they, as as someone who isn't very knowledgeable in this theater or this avenue of history, I think it's very entertaining. Um, I think it's like the Patriot in that sense, where you know I don't know enough, so I enjoy the fuck out of it. Um, and you can tell when things have a lot of effort into it, and when things are taken lazily. Yes. And um, this movie does not take things lazily in terms of the props and the cinematography, the acting. Um, and the behind the scenes are really cool because you can kind of dive into that and you can see how much effort they put into it. And it wasn't like, oh, we kind of read a history book and that was it. <laughs> you know, right. so it was it was like. Um, uh, shit. Yeah, fuck it. Like, like, like one of the other movies that we've talked about, where they've warped history to fiction instead but of that narrows it down. I know. Well, yeah, I know. Uh, mid, uh, I, I don't know. It wasn't midway. It was one of the other fucking awful ones that we saw that warped it around. Anyway, um, but no, I mean, um, again, I, I really like this film, but it suffers from its time. I think that it was written to be a movie, and I don't know if the book is the same way. Could be, most likely is, but to me it's just way too much. I don't mind romance in movies, but I can't take this much. And when it revolves around the mo- romance, it makes me wonder what else could you have revolved it around and still have the yes. same impact. And I feel like that would be better if it was just less cheesy. I think the waterfall scene really does it in for me in terms of the story because it's this huge love, passionate speech of macaroni and cheese and jumping out waterfalls <laughs> so so um so so for me i think i'm gonna give this a seven out of ten because i really like a lot of the shots i really like a lot of the 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 the, the uniforms and the costume department and the sets and everything it just suffers from i think something made in the early 90s um, pertaining to certain audiences of the time, and I think that's where it suffers for me. But I, I really, truly like it. Um, so I think I'm going to give a seven screen Mel Gibson's out of ten. Cool. Um, Mike B. Yeah, um, I agree with what you just said completely, and it's like the cinematography was great, the acting was great. The uh, if, you, if you filter the, the romance shit out of it, the story was actually pretty cool, and like, showing the fort and like how it was besieged and like how the decorum was like, it wasn't like nowadays where it's like, we're just going to conquer you. It was like decorum and like the French guy with his fucking hat. Right. Oh, the, Do, the doing bow. the whole swing yeah, thing, yeah, the whole yeah, bow yeah. thing. Yeah. And the British guy just takes his hat off, puts it underneath his arm. It's like, yeah. And it's like, you know, and the flags and stuff too, like all that stuff, super like the big giant battle flags. Yeah, I mean. like, exactly. That's and really you cool know, to see. and then when he asked about, you know, blah, blah, this, this, and this, these terms, and then what about my colors? Take them back to England. That's very respectable. And then you see the backstabbing. 
which I also appreciated. We didn't talk about that, but like the backstabbing of like the French guy going, well, I have to honor the French code, but you're not French. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what leads into the whole thing. I, I really appreciate that because there was Those a lot of the- that shit. Yep. The, the, that, that's that's the good side of the movie. Those are the good sides of the movie. Where little details, sto- story wise. Yes, really little good details that, that they yeah. got right in that. Because the French and Indian Wars, like we always say, the French and Indian Wars. It's like, but that's because that was the British term for it. Because we weren't the UN, we weren't the U.S. yet. We were just colonists, right? And so, you know, the French and Indian Wars. That's who we were fighting against. We also had Indian tribes or native tribes uh, fighting with the colonists and that's where a lot of them learned how to fucking do battle. And like, you see that well, a lot, we already talked about that, like going to the revolution, the American revolution. And so that, that was really cool that they actually showed again. Like I said earlier, I just wish that in place of the romance shit, they would have taken more time to explain and show how this war actually went down, you know, and a lot of the history behind it. And like, they did it. They did it. They did it very well, as well as you can. Because I don't know another French and Indian War movie. I really don't. But it's like, god damn, it just could have been so much better. And like, like you said, it's a product of the time. Um, cinematography was great. Acting was great. Daniel Day Lewis is a phenomenal fucking actor in everything he does, even when he was young. So, um, yeah, with this, it did fall short on that. Um, costumes, props, I don't know. So I'm not I'm not gonna base my score on that because I just don't know. It looked cool, but again I, I have no fucking idea. Um, but uh, cinematography, the story, how much it sucked me in, all that shit, like the uh, just whatever movie aspect of it, six point five out of ten. Hmm. So, Mike. Uh yeah, I just that romance shit just really does it for me, um, and I don't mean that in a good way. <laughs> yeah, I and uh, I don't mean that in a good way. That's just that it just it, it just drags it down, and um, yeah, it's just more. I, I just I kind of like yearning to see a movie more about the actual subject matter rather than you know a movie about a, a, a predictable romance. You know, right? Because people fuck. Right? We yeah. That. Well, that's the thing. It's you like know? I don't feel any genuine connection to these people. I just feel like they want to get their rocks off together. You know, I don't feel right. like there's an actual genuine love between them. Um, I mean, they know each other for like what, four, five days or something. There's a connection there whatever, but it's like, again, people fuck. Yeah. Yeah. People get married. Exactly. And it's like that, that relationship after, especially after the end, that relationship's going to last a long time. I'll bet. <laughs> right. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. and it, I've just, I've seen it done better and I've seen it done better in historical like war films. Like, uh, HBO's The Pacific has a whole episode about a guy who falls in love with an Australian girl at the very end of it. And it's not like they're necessarily in love. It's just that they like fucking each other. They, you know, and at the end of it, they comfort. Yeah. yeah, They, they, uh, they break up because of course they do. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, that sort of thing. It just seemed very by the book. And I just, I knew it immediately when I saw those two actors on in the same shot together. And, um, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that looks pretty in it. There's a lot of some of the battle stuff is very well done. Um, tons of muskets. This is a real musket porn movie. Um, you're a flintlock or whatever you, whatever you want to say. Um, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, 
A flint fucker. Flint fucker, yeah. There's, 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 uh, <laughs> this flint fucker the movie. Um, yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, and, like, there, there are no real, there are no bad performances in it. Um, it was interesting seeing a real young Jared Harris uh, towards the beginning. That was interesting. Uh, I don't know if you spotted, if any of you guys spotted him. Yeah, no, I like, no, I, that, I, 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 it's really cool to see Jared Harris because I didn't realize Jared Harris was Richard Harris's son until about five years ago. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was like, why does he, why does he act so much like Richard Harris? And I remember seeing him in like Sherlock Holmes. I'm like, why is he? And then I like did it. And then I looked into it. And I'm like, oh fuck, it's the same dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's like literally the same guy. But yeah, no, Jared Harris is awesome, and he does a really good job with that. Yeah, too. that's a very young Jared Harris. Yeah, yeah, he must have been like yeah. not even thirty at that point. Um, yeah, but uh, and he's barely in the movie. He's that lieutenant who uh, is like re- in the beginning recruiting the militia. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah, okay. and uh, he went on to be in a bunch of things. Chernobyl is the biggest recent thing he was in. Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess I, I, at the end of the day, I'm going to give it a 4 out of 10. Um, just kind of, meh. I'm not going to see it again. But uh, but it looked nice. All right. Yeah. Uh, putting the score into seeing when the Vietnam War will end. Because that's, <laughs> that's the old trope for Brian. <laughs> uh, we got a 5.83 out of 10. Yeah. Okay. It's... so. I would say to people if if they've got like two hours to spare. The, also, I forgot to I forgot to add what it went into my score. The music, I love the music in this. Mm. Yeah, not I bad. Really do. Not bad. Yeah, yep. it's a really cool, really cool soundtrack. Yep. Um, sorry, yeah, my like, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, it's <sighs> would I recommend it? And uh, no, but would I also like talk shit about it if somebody's like. Yeah, I was thinking about watching this film. I'd be like, yeah, go for it. If you got two hours to spare. And it's not terrible. It's just not. It could be a lot better, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. So. I would still recommend it. Um, I would just. And, like, most of those. Most of the time when there's heavy romance in the film, I should say it's a good film. Just a, just a lot of lot of love stuff. A lot of love romance stuff in it. And that's how I, I would phrase it. I, I think everyone should watch it. Um, I think it's very good. Um, in in it in its details and its battles and its cinematics, and what brings it down is to me is yeah it's just that brutal forced love romance that we're forced to endure and I wonder if that's probably a byproduct of the last you know twenty years of us having to do you know well again like I was saying at the with... beginning it's like it's probably like you you want to go see this as a guy and somehow you're gonna drag your wife to it and then. Right. <laughs> Or your girlfriend, or your significant other, or whatever, and it's like she's got to get some enjoyment out of it. It's like that's what I think was happening, especially but, in in movie theater only in the nineties. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, this so. is a very popular movie. Like, it, yeah. let's not let's not you know kid ourselves or anybody else. But like, it's a very popular movie, and it was always like, I remember going to the video rental store, right? <laughs> when those existed, and it was always it was always on the fucking front like shelf, like for almost a decade yeah i've seen that image of uh daniel day lewis running at the camera a with the lot. Yeah, yeah, with exactly the i've seen that yep. a, a fuck lot a fucking lot yeah and it's like so obviously it resonated with a lot of people and again our opinions are just our opinions mm-hmm. it's not like whatever like we're just doing this and we're very honest with all you guys and 
It is what it is. Like you might like it. You might think it's the fucking one of the best films ever made. It just fell short for us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I and I don't know. Um, and, and you know, this is probably the only mainstream, high budget French and Indian War film because I've never heard of any. I've other one. never seen or heard of anything else, no, even low budget. I haven't either. Yeah. Yeah. And so that that the, that could be half of it, you know. Well, and that's the thing is like I. I <clears throat> Again, we always say this, but like nice. See, I, I, I there. Did what, yeah. Leaving Easy. that in, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Hey, Mike. Next time, lean into that fucker. Because <laughs> here's the thing: is there's a fifty-fifty chance that Nate will leave it in. Oh, that's true. Okay. Mm, blow my ears out. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it's so like French and Indian Wars. Is like it's like the Mexican American War, right? Yeah. <clears throat> or the the Crimean War. Okay. Nobody makes films about this shit, and it's like. We're we're also being difficult on it because we want to see more I'm, and I'm better. See if there's any you know? here. Hold on. I don't think there is, to be honest. Any dude. like it's mainstream ones? No. No, it's mentioned in in you know Rev War films, but like, it's not really a thing that's portrayed on camera, as far as I know. If it is, not, it's like it's a handful. It's not. Not really. There's a lot of like. Mm, there's a lot of like 1976 era stuff with that pertaining to that probably like the Patriot, but there's nothing based in that really. Um, other right. than the original last of the Mohicans. Um, well, guess what we'll movie, be doing next was... week. <laughs> oh God. Is that 1977? What the one that think the was? original one? Well, there's a last of the Mohicans in 1977. Oh, I didn't know about that. Uh, I knew about the 30s which, one. My God, as a white man, for sure. That's uh, racist, yo. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, yeah, there's a 1977 version and I guess a 1931 that's black and white as well. But, yeah, there's apparently a, a 70s one, which hmm. was Steve Forrest. I wonder if it's, like, made for TV. As, as Natty Bumpoo. <laughs> Yeah, hell yeah. Oof. Which Oof. is probably not at all how you pronounce that, but you know, Natty Bumboo. Yeah. Natty anyone ice, named baby. Natty, I'm just like Natty Bow. Natty Ice, baby. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um but yeah, I think we have reached the end. We have. Yes, sir. Uh so yeah, um I have no idea what the fuck Brian has us for next week, so we'll probably be horrendously tortured, whatever it's gonna be next week. Does anyone have any idea? Nope. 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 Okay, so we'll cross that the, bridge when we get there. So it's gonna be the fall of Berlin again and we're all gonna Yay! die. If, yeah. if it's that, I'm just gonna get sick. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna make yourself sick. Not yeah. even say you're I'll just sick. Be like, yeah, yeah, I can't do it, bud. I'm gonna I'm gonna go drink the bleach underneath my drain. <laughs> yeah. So. No, I, don't don't put that in there. Actually, <laughs> please, yeah, well, please, we don't yeah. really yeah. want to watch it. Again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. All right, so I guess we'll see you guys next week. Fuck you, Brian. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave a rating. Otherwise, Mel Gibson won't stop screaming. If you like this content. Make sure to check out our Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram pages. If you want to directly support our work, make sure to check out our Patreon. All these links are in the description below. Until the next time, Scuttlebutt out.